I still get choked up when I see that scene. Because it's not some Hollywood depiction. It's not fiction. It's what really happened on the night before the D-Day landings of 6 June of 1944. When men from the 82nd Airborne Division, the 101st Airborne Division, they boarded those airplanes. Because the important mission that they had was to jump in before those landings on the beaches and secure key road intersections to make sure that German artillery would not be able to fire onto those beach landings, to make sure to cut off any reinforcements of the Germans. See, the mission of paratroopers is to jump in behind enemy lines, to cause disruption, to cause confusion. And when you think about what you just saw, that was real, based upon the lives of the men who told the stories it was the basis of the HBO miniseries, Band of Brothers, the book that was written by Stephen Ambrose. And I'm telling you that right now, what God is looking for, when we talk about next steps, he's looking for Christian paratroopers. He's looking for Christian paratroopers that are going to do what you saw them do, step onto that airplane, go through your training. You know, I served several combat tours, no, several tours of duty with airborne units, and you can see I have several different wings up here, the Army Master Parachutist, the Helicopter Assault Parachutist, which is the lineage of the Glider Assault Troopers, the Navy Marine Corps Parachutist Insignia, and the Italian Airborne Insignia. I got to share a funny story with you. Once upon a time, I was speaking to a group, and afterwards, a young kid came up to me. He said, well, well Colonel, what kind of aircraft did you fly? I said, well, son, my wings were not because I flew aircraft. I jumped out of aircraft. I was a paratrooper. And the little boy looked at me. He said, well, Colonel, that doesn't seem really smart. <laughs> I said, you're right. But it takes courage. And that's what God is looking for. And when you think about when you saw those airplanes finally break through the clouds over the English Channel, and all of a sudden the flak starts coming up, all the anti-aircraft fire. Well, God wants you to understand that if you decide to get on his airplane, if you decide that you're going to be one of his paratroopers, you only take flak when you're over the target. And too often Christians don't want to take the flak. But if you trust and believe in him, then everything's going to be okay. Because as it says in Psalm 91, 5 and 7, you will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You know, I was a jump master on many training jumps. I never got the opportunity to do a combat jump. Uh, the highest I ever jumped from was 3,000 feet. The lowest was 800 feet. That's a training jump. A combat jump is only 500 feet. And in a combat jump, you don't even get a reserve parachute because you don't have time to pull it. Those men were dropped out at 300 feet. And they didn't even slow down at the proper jump speed for them to jump, but they still did it. And see, when you get ready to step on God's airplane, if you choose to do so, if you choose to be one of the elite, because that's what he's looking for. Did you see the faces of those soldiers as they looked at those planes taking off? 
because they knew how important that mission was. They knew the measure of man it was on those airplanes. Well, there are people all across the United States of America. They're standing. They're going to be watching you if you decide to get on God's airplane, be one of his paratroopers. And one of the things that they teach you about getting on an aircraft is that you got to maintain what they call three points of contact. Because when you're a paratrooper, you're carrying about 200 pounds of gear. You got your main parachute. You got your rucksack that's here. You got all your ammunition. You got your weapon and everything. And so you can very easily lose balance on an aircraft. So you got to maintain those three points of contact, two right here and one right here. And if you're getting on God's airplane, let me tell you about his three points of contact. It's God the Father. It's God the Son. It's God the Holy Spirit. You ain't going to be grounded if you don't have those three points of contact. No matter how you are heavy laden, no matter how much weight you're carrying, as long as you are, without a doubt, maintaining those three points of contact, you're always going to be stable. You're always going to be ready. Now, you saw that the one person there that's in charge of the aircraft is called the jump master. And when the red light comes on, that means it's time to go. And the jump master has to go through what is called the, the jump commands. And I want to talk to you all about the jump commands and how that relates to us as Christians today. Because Jesus is our jump master. And Jesus is on that plane. He's in charge. And when that red light comes on, Jesus is going to look to you and the first thing he's going to say is get ready. Because lots of times when you're on that aircraft, and you saw those guys. They, their minds were elsewhere. Some of them had fallen asleep or what have you. So God is telling you. You turn over to Isaiah in 51 and 9. What does it say there? It says, awake, awake. Put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days of old, the generations of long ago. That's the very first command that Jesus, your jump master, is giving you, telling you to awake. And right now, we need the church to awaken. We need the church to stand up and understand what we're facing, what is going on. We cannot be in a slumber. We cannot have our minds all over the place thinking about six and a half dozen other things. You've got to be focused. You've got to be ready because that mission is coming up, that mission that you are trained for. See, this story is about Echo Company of the 506 Parachute Infantry Regiment, 101st Airborne Division. They didn't just raise their right hand and said that, you know, we're ready to, to, to be recruited. And, and then they put them on airplanes and sent them over to England. No, they went through months of training at Camp Tacoa up in the mountains of North Georgia. I've been up there. And, you know, one of the incredible things, they had a motto that was based upon a Cherokee word because the Cherokee Nation was very strong up there in North Georgia. That one word is Kurahi. You know what Kurahi means? It means stands alone. Sometimes we as Christians have to understand that we're going to have to be standing alone. Sometimes we got to realize that when we're in this fight, no matter where we are, just the same as when they did when they landed, they knew what their mission was and they had to continue to fight. But the first of all, you got to awaken. You got to awaken with strength. The second jump command when you're sitting there on that aircraft and the red light comes on is stand up. Because you got to stand up to get ready to jump out of that aircraft. And when I turn over to 1 Corinthians 16 and 13, what does it say for us Christian paratroopers? It says, be on the alert. 
Because after you get the get ready, you're alert. And now you stand firm in the faith. Act like men and be strong. That's what separates paratroopers from everybody else in the United States military. The men and women that are willing to jump from the sky. They stand firm. And that's what you have to do now. When Jesus the jump master tells you it's time to stand up, you got to stand up for him. Stand up for Jesus. And you've got to be willing to do that when it seems like you're all alone. If you're going to do what it says, he. The next jump command. And I got some little artifacts up here that after the church service you can come and take a look at. The next jump command that you saw him do was hook up. This is a static line snap hook. This is what a paratrooper uses to attach to the anchor line cable. This little thing right here is your static line. It goes all the way back to your parachute, and it's hooked up to the parachute tray. If you don't properly hook up and then put in your safety line, then your static line snap hook might open up. And if your static line snap hook opens up, that means you're not attached to the anchor line cable. It's going to be a bad day for you when you jump out of that aircraft because you ain't hooked up to nothing. Well, guess what it says in Hebrews 6 and 19 about Christians. Your anchor is in the Lord. And so you've got to think about where is your static line snap hook? Are you anchored to that anchor line cable? Are you making sure that it has that safety that is in there so that it will never open up? So when it's time for you to depart that aircraft, you're hooked up. That's so important for us as Christians. Because a lot of us Christians, we don't have a stack line snap hook. A lot of us as Christians aren't anchored in him. And even if we do have the static line snap hook, a lot of us forget to put the safety in there. And the safety in your static line snap hook, that's the Holy Spirit. It makes sure it will never pop back open. And oh, by the way, the next thing that you're supposed to do, your jump command, you're supposed to check your static line to make sure it's not tangled. To make sure that it's traced all the way back to your parachute opening tray. And that's why it's so important that you have your Christian battle buddy. See, nobody goes into a battle and, and, and fights all along. Sometimes you may get lost, you get separated, but you got to have a battle buddy. And guess what your battle buddy is doing? Your battle buddy is checking your entire static line. And even if you're the last jumper, the next to the last jumper turns around and he checks that last jumper static line. But what is the most important thing for you as a Christian to make sure that you're checking your static line? It's 1 Corinthians. First Thessalonians, I'm sorry. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. You're supposed to pray without ceasing. Because the basis of your static line is prayer. That's your lifeline. Just the same as for a paratrooper, the static line goes back to his parachute. Your lifeline as a Christian is prayer. And if you want to make sure that you're checking your static line, you're always going to be praying without ceasing. And as long as you're hooked to the anchor line cable, which is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the God, as long as you have your safety line put in there and it's pulled down at that 45-degree angle, 90-degree angle, Holy Spirit will make sure 
that your static line safety hook is always tight and fit to the anchor line cable. What's the next jump command? You saw him stand up. He said, check equipment. What did they do? They checked their helmets. They checked all of their latches and attachments. But then they also had to check their other equipment. This is from my collection. And I'm not going to do what that stupid prosecutor did in Wisconsin and put my finger in the trigger well and point it at y'all. <laughs> but this is empty. But this is one of the weapons that paratroopers carried in World War II. It's called an M1 Garand, 30-06. George Patton said that this was the weapon that won World War II. The other choice of weapon for a paratrooper was this right here. This is an M1 carbine, 30 caliber, collapsible stock. And why is it a collapsible stock? Because paratroopers carried it right here when they jumped into action. Simple little weapon. The third weapon the paratroopers had the opportunity to carry, which they had to check before they exited. This is my favorite. M1A1, Thompson, semi-automatic. So all those people that say, he's standing up there with an automatic weapon. That's a weapon of war. We need to come and confiscate it. No, you're not going to take my weapon, OK? But This is another one. And if you ever get the opportunity, go to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. There's a statue, a memorial to the airborne paratroopers called the Iron Mike statue. And this is the weapon that Iron Mike has in that statue. And if you remember in Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks' character, this is what he carried, M1A1 Thompson. Another thing that was so important when it came to check equipment, and you saw one of the paratroopers in that little vignette. He was playing with this little thing. This is the clicker. Because they couldn't just go out in the middle of the night and say, hey, pastor, you over there? <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of separate. You're... No. This is the clicker. One click, two clicks in response. That's how they communicated when they were there on the ground. How are we as Christians communicating to each other? And I know that there are people out there online, but let me tell you something. It says in the Bible that we're supposed to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Because if I click, I can't hear you give two clicks back. That's why it's so important that we're here. And we have to have that spiritual language, that spiritual communication, because that's what they used. And when you talk about equipment, this was probably one of the most important things that they had to make sure they were always connected. How are you connected to God? What is your clicker? How do you make sure that when you click in distress, he answers back? And this is an actual clicker from that day. World War II that was given to me by a man from the 101st Airborne Division. But you know something else that I guarantee you that they 
checked equipment, was this. May the Lord be with you, is the inscription on it. This is an actual Bible from World War II that a soldier carried. You know why it's there? Because they carried it right here over their heart. See, God wants you all to make sure that you have this when you're checking equipment. As a matter of fact, what did God say in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 18? He said, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand, there's that word again, firm, stand firm. Therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. A lot of soldiers today have body armor. You don't go out on a patrol without your body armor. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation. You saw them checking their helmet to make sure it was latched on properly because you want to make sure you have that helmet. You need to have that helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I think God is okay with the Second Amendment. But God really wants you to have this weapon. That's your real sword. And these men who did the daring understood how important it was. Now, even after you check all your equipment, then you saw the next command was sound off for equipment check. And they started with the last jumper. Okay, 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 okay. All the way up to the very first one. He looks and says, all okay, jump master. Because jump master Jesus wants to make sure that his troopers are ready. And what does it say in 1 Peter 3 and 15? Why is that jump command so important? Because it says, let me go to and find it right here. But sanctify. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. What God is asking you to do, what Jesus is asking you to do is your jump master. When he says sound off for equipment check, is to confirm that you're ready. Confirm that you have God in your heart. Confirm that you're steadfast. Confirm that you have your courage. Confirm that you've checked your equipment. Confirm that you have him on his full armor, that you're ready to go. That's the important thing about these jump commands. The last jump command, it happens when the green light comes on. Now, there are two different things that happen. If you're in a training jump, the last jump command is go. Because the difference between a training jump and a combat jump is that the first person in that line of paratroopers, he gets the command to stand by, stand in the door. And it's just the same as when you're out here training. And you come here every single day to sojourn church. And Pastor Chris gives you that incredible charge every single day. Because the last words of the paratrooper hears on the train and jump before he jumps out is G-O, go. And what does it say in Matthew 28 and 19? What does Jump Master Jesus say to you, even in your training jump? He says, go, therefore. Go, therefore, 
make disciples of all men. Go. He doesn't say stay in the airplane. He says go. Now, I got to tell you, only one time in my entire military career did I tell a guy on a training jump, Sergeant Chris, I'll never forget it, he froze in the door. And y'all know what I had to do. I just took the absolute, you got it right, I just took that step back and I just put that boot right there because he got to go. You can't stay in my airplane. But what does Pastor Chris tell you every single Sunday? He says, go and be the church to the, that's your command. That's, we're in training here. But if you're in a combat jump, it's a little bit different. Because the jump master doesn't tell the first person to go. The jump master stands in the door. And you saw that with Lieutenant Dick Winters. He stood in the door, and he was hooked up. And you know what he says? Two words. Follow me. Jump master Jesus, when it's time for us to go into combat, he's going to look back to all of us paratroopers. And he's going to say those two words. The same two words that it says in Matthew 4 and 19. Follow me, and I will make you disciples of men, fishers of men. That's the example that you have. Jesus is asking you, take the next step. Step on board of his aircraft. Jesus is asking you to be girded, to be strong, and of good faith, and of good courage. Jesus is looking for those elite Christians to go a little step above to be paratroopers for him to go in behind enemy lines, to take on the tough mission. When you're taking the flak, you don't worry about it because you're steadfast and true. Imagine right now the lights are off. You're on his airplane. You're heading toward his objective, which is the restoration of our Judeo-Christian faith heritage in these United States of America. You signed up. You've been through training. You're ready to go. You stepped on board that plane. You kept your three points of contact. And now it's that time. The red lights come on. And Jump Master Jesus looks at you. And he says, get ready. And you waken. And Jump Master Jesus looks at you and says, stand up. Why y'all still sitting? <laughs> I didn't train y'all well. <laughs> now Jump Master Jesus now says, hook up. That means hook up to his anchor line of his heavenly father. Then Jump Master Jesus tells you to check that static line to make sure that you are connected to his father. And Jump Master Jesus tells you to check your equipment to make sure that you have that full armor of God on you and ready to go. The Jump Master Jesus is going to look to you and say, sound off for equipment check. Okay, okay. Okay. Then Jump Master Jesus is going to look and wait for the green light. And then he's going to say, follow me. Will you be like Sergeant Chris? Or will you follow him out that door? 
No matter where your feet land, will you be ready to fight? Lieutenant Dick Winters, when he landed, you saw at the end, he didn't have his weapon because his weapon had been ripped off of him because of the speed of the aircraft. But he didn't quit. When you go out there and you're a little bit disoriented or you're lost, do you have your clicker? Do your Christian brothers respond and sisters? God is looking for us to fight. The spiritualities and the principalities that we're up against and the people of this nation are looking to you as those planes take off. That's your mission. Those men, that's why we refer to them as the greatest generation. What you do will determine whether or not we will be that greatest generation of Christ-centered paratroopers. God bless you all and thank you. Yeah.